The Daily Rios for September 5th, 2012. New Comics Wednesday. What is New Comics Wednesday for those new listeners? This is a look at the Diamond List that is put out every Monday after 5 o'clock, taking a look at all of the comics that are coming into stores for that week. It's broken up into companies, Dark Horse, DC, Image, IDW, Marvel, and then other, and then it's also broken up into books, magazines, and other kind of collectibles and merchandise. I take a look at that list, and I try to pick out the standouts, new number ones, trades, collections, original graphic novels, maybe the start of a new creative team, and I use that list to just spotlight some things that I think are interesting or that I want people to know about as they go into their store or purchase their digital comics, or if you are even someone who uses online comic book shopping, you can certainly email your online store and say, hey, this came out this week, I didn't pre-order it, but do you have any extra copies and can you put it in my box for next month or next week or whatever? So that's what New Comics Wednesday is all about, and let's jump in. We're going to start at Image Comics, two trade paperbacks that I wanted people to know about if you haven't already. First up, Glory, Volume 1, The Once and Future Destroyer, six issues worth of a, of a collection for only 10 bucks. Earlier this year, Image had uh, a resurrection of sorts, a rebooting of sorts of certain titles. Profit, Glory was uh, another one. And it's collecting issues 23 through 28, and that is correct. 23 is the first issue of that new start for this series. It's by writer Joe Keating, artist Ross Campbell, and the blurb here reads, After missing for almost a decade, Glory's whereabouts are uncovered by a lone reporter. But the globe-spanning conspiracy keeping her hidden from humanity could make her return more dangerous than anyone ever anticipated. This collection reintroduces Glory to a new century by revealing secrets from her past, journeying to the far-flung, far-flung future, and beginning a war unlike any we've ever seen before. Some people might remember Glory from the Mary Jo Duffy, Mike Diodato story from around 1995-1996. She was at that time nothing more than a Wonder Woman cipher. But this new reimagining, I've read the first two or three issues, is very different in story and art. It is not your usual cape book, superhero book. And if you enjoy Profit, I think you might enjoy this one. So for 10 bucks for a trade, that's not bad. Maybe you can find it somewhere uh, at a discount. But definitely check it out. This next one, Manhattan Projects, Trade Paperback Volume 1, Science Bad, is $14.99. It's actually not on... Well, it's on Diamond's list, but it's not on Image's website. So I have to assume it's coming out. This is collecting the first five issues of the series by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Batari, who were the creative team on Red Wing, which I didn't exactly run with. I read the first issue, and yeah, But this one is interesting. Uh, it's, uh, what if the research and development department created to produce the first atomic bomb was a front for a series of other more unusual programs? And in this series, much like S.H.I.E.L.D. over at Marvel, there are some real-life characters, such as Oppenheimer, and some other science greats, and uh, I, I, I dig it. It's an interesting concept. It's an interesting story. Manhattan Projects, if you like Jonathan Hickman, if you especially like his, his non-superhero stuff, nightly, nightly News, Transhuman, the other image one that's out right now, The Secret, uh, you might enjoy this, Manhattan Projects. So that trade is either in stores today or maybe next week.
from Marvel, Road to Oz number one, continuing that series of retelling the Wizard of Oz story. This is by Eric Schanauer and Scotty Young. And then Thanos Quest, one shot, $7.99. Collecting the original Thanos Quest miniseries from 1990, two-issue miniseries by Jim Starlin and Ron Lim. That story spun out of events that was going on in the Silver Surfer title at the time. And then the premise of this is Thanos of Titan, the Man Eternal, has been released from Death's Domain. In return, he's pledged to kill half the population of the universe using the most powerful weapons in existence, the Infinity Gems. If he obtains them all, Thanos will rule all he surveys. So after this Thanos quest, we would get those 90s event comics, uh, the trilogy of Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, and Infinity Crusade. This is certainly a good movie tie-in, not in terms of actual content connecting with the movie, but thematically. So here it is. If uh, It's a little pricey, $7.99. I'm not sure if you can find this in the back issue bins. I don't know if I've seen it. Maybe I have. Uh, I wasn't ever really looking for it. I've never read it, so I'll, uh, I didn't pre-order this initially, but uh, I'm probably going to pick this one up. We have a few things coming from other publishers. This is from... Self-Made Hero, it's called The Chinese Life. It's a graphic novel, $27.50. It's a graphic novel set against the backdrop of the creation of the People's Republic of China in 1949. The work chronicles the rise and reign of Chairman Mao Zedong and his sweeping, often cataclysmic vision for the most populated country on the planet. It reflects the real life of the book's artist. Li Kunwu spent more than 30 years as a state artist for the Communist Party, he saw firsthand what was happening to his family, his neighbors, and his homeland during this extraordinary time. Working with Philippe Botet, the artist has created a memoir of self and state, a rich, very human account of a major historical moment with contemporary consequence. Looks to be an important work. And uh, what little I saw of the preview pages, and what I know of Self-Made Hero, who's been putting out uh, some interesting collections. This uh, looks like something that uh, might pique certain interests out there, so be on the lookout for A Chinese Life. And then we have Dal Tokyo hardcover, $35, by Gary Panter. It's a story about a future Mars that is terraformed by Texan and Japanese workers as far back as 1972, appropriating a friend's idea about cultural and temporal collision. The Dal in Dal Tokyo is short for Dallas. So why did he choose Texan and Japanese workers? He says... Because they are trapped in Texas, Texans are self-mythologizing. Because I was trapped in Texas at the time, I needed to believe that the broken tractor out back was a car of the future. Japanese, I'll say, because of the exotic farawayness of Japan from Texas, and because of the Japanese monster movies and woodblock prints that reached out to me in Texas. Japanese monster movies are part of the fabric of Texas. This is a work that dates back to 1983, and here's this collection uh, from Fanographics. So check that out. Dow Tokyo hardcover, $35. We have from Conundrum Press by Nina Bunjevic, Heartless hardcover for 20 bucks. It's a series of stories set in a perfect blend of the American underground and the European diaspora. Look up Nina Bunjevic and Conundrum Press and you can find some preview images from the book. It's fantastic artwork. Just a, It looks like a really creative Interesting work, so check that out. Heartless Hardcover. We have The Gutter's Absolute Complete Omnibus Hardcover Volume 2. 
$39.95, oversized hardcover by uh, Ryan Somer with a ton of artists, including a cover by Tim Sale. The Gutters basically parodies the comic book industry, parodies storylines, news, news events. I think it's getting a little too clever these days in that it's becoming too much of a mirror, so it's almost a parody of itself. I liked it more when it was a little less aware, a little more neutral in what I was trying to say. But it's still enjoyable, so you can also find it online. It is funny at times, and uh, as I said, I, I, am, I enjoyed the first volume uh, quite a lot, so here's the second volume. From Tomorrow's, there are three books coming out. Alter Ego 112, Back Issue 59, which takes a look at Toon Comics, taking a look at Space Ghost, Johnny Quest, Star Blazers, etc., and then Back Issue 60, which is a Halloween issue, taking a look at Batman Long Halloween, Scarecrow, Man Wolf, Solomon Grundy, and more. I always have to question when Tomorrow's puts out so many of its books in one week. I assume that probably has something to do with maybe cutting back some of the cost of having it shipped by Diamond, maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of that. But it just feels like it's competing with itself when they're putting out three magazines, all at $8.95. And for the casual browser at a store, are they going to want to pick up? All three, maybe. I mean, you don't have to. These aren't consecutive sequential stories. They are meant to be reference material. So sure, you could just pick up whichever one um, interests you. But I, I just assume that if it was spread out over a month, uh, one magazine per week or every other week, maybe that casual browser would actually pick up more issues. I don't know. I mean, obviously they know something more than I know. It just always strikes me kind of funny. And then from DC... It is zero month, so all of their titles are, are being numbered as zero. Taking a look at a lot of the history of this new 52, also presenting some new who's who pages to give a bit of a rundown of some of the major characters and possibly filling in what may still exist in their continuity. I'm sure they're not trying to fill in every single gap, but it's a, a nice little starting point to celebrate their year anniversary. And then along with those zero issues, we have Aquaman Volume 1, the trench hardcover by Jeff Johns and Yvonne Hayes, $22.99. One of the more straightforward superhero books in the relaunch, and uh, you know, it's one that took people by surprise, so you can check that out. And one of the zero issues this week is Phantom Stranger, which is part of the new third wave of books and titles that are coming out from DC. Uh, later on in the month, we'll see Talon, we will see Team 7, and... The one I'm looking forward to, sort of sorcery, featuring Amethyst. So this is uh, Phantom Stranger, part of the third wave for DC. There you go, a handful of items to be aware of for this week's New Comics Wednesday. You know, this episode is is one of those episodes that I don't think my girlfriend actually listens to. We're both a little busy this week, so we're, we haven't, so we're not going to see each other f for a few days and. Uh, even though it's not quite the anniversary you celebrate, today is our four-month four anniversary. So she won't hear this, but I'm just throwing that out there as a matter of record, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she always she claims that I pestered her into going out with her on a date, on our first date. But I, you know, I have to say, looking back, I think we both knew at the time that it was going to be an ongoing thing, if not a great thing, from the get-go. So I'm certainly glad she finally said yes. Even though she says I pestered her, I think it was just a matter of 
of timing, but, you know, whatever. So, happy four-month anniversary. This has been The Daily Rios. You can reach me at Peter at The Daily Rios. Send me an email. Send me a comment on the website, thedailyrios.com. Subscribe through iTunes and leave a comment there, if you will. That would be great. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter J. Rios. And special thanks, as always, to Philip Duncan for helping me with the website, for his continuous help with the website, I should say. You can follow him on Twitter at AllAboutDuncan. And if you need any help with the website, with an RSS feed, with getting your stuff up and ready, he is the man to contact. I'm sure you can work out something great with him. And be sure to stop over at his website, superheroes-r-us.com. Thanks for listening, and I will see you tomorrow.